friends, welcome to the Life with the Sweaty Saints podcast, where our mission is to help one another and to make a prayer of our own lives. You will hear stories of our lives and those who are a part of our community. By sharing personal testimonies, we hope to bring hope, peace, and love to your day. Holy Spirit, please guide our conversation today. We pray that you bring us wisdom that may be helpful and fruitful for each other. Amen. And without further ado, here is Adisa. Welcome to our 11th episode. Woohoo! I'm Mali. I'm Gigi. And I'm Chantal. And today we discuss, or tonight, because it's evening now, we will be talking about Advent, about hope and peace. And both these candles, these, these candles that we light up, are the co- color purple. Why purple is a good question because I've wondered that before, like the meaning of this color. And this somber color represents repentance, fasting, patience, and royalty, which Mm. all symbolizing God's kingship, which is awesome because he's the king. He's the king. (laughs) Yeah, we just celebrated that last week. Christ the king. Yeah. To end the liturgical calendar. And now we're starting the new calendar. Exactly. And the part about patience and and fasting and repentance is, well, the reason why Advent is so important, it it comes down to the, the Latin word, the root of what that means is adventus in latin which signifies arrival Mm. and so the catholic church adopted this tradition of having this advent with those candles that i'm talking about um during the middle ages in order to better prepare our minds and heart for the arrival of christ and so this is why we need to kind of focus back to be reminded of of patience and fasting and repenting your sins because of the arrival of our king. Yeah. Like in, in Sunday, the message was that we'd never know when, when the time of his arrival will be as in, we don't know when our time here will end. Mm -hmm. So to be ready, you know, exactly. And in a way, like we're replaying this scene of the of our lord being born so that we have these four weeks of preparing right for the birthday of our lord and it's kind of actually i just had this thought and it kind of makes me think of how people say like oh it's my birthday month and so they kind of celebrate all month (laughs) (laughs) yes that's becoming more popular so I mean, we've been doing that for Jesus for years. <laughs> totally. That's true. The OG. <laughs> the OG of uh, getting ready to party for Jesus' birthday. <laughs> and Josh thought I was extra. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so 
what is an advent wreath? 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 I always ne- I Re- never know how to say wreath. Re- Thank you. <laughs> advent wreath? Ask um, Adisa how to say scones the next time you see her. No. <laughs> Those of you scones. Scones or scones, everyone? You tell me. We'll put in a vote. <laughs> Depends what country you're in, right? Yeah, I was gonna say there's some Australian <laughs> listening to your podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, those of you who don't know, who might um, not know this tradition, it consists of those four candles, three purple and one pink, and some people put a white candle in the center, um, symbolizing Christ. So, one new candle gets lit up every Sunday which represents a particular symbol element every week. So like I said, we'll be focusing on hope and peace, which is for the next two weeks. But what does hope really mean? So when we light up this candle, what what are we supposed to reflect on? What is it supposed to remind us of? Is like the old, like the prophets from the Old Testament, um, we're supposed to hold on to the, the hope for Messiah to save us from the sin of the world. That was, that's what they hoped for. And like we know, like he has come already, but it's a reminder. And when we light up this candle, it assures us to hold on to the hope that God will fulfill the messages spoken about Jesus, not only in the Old Testament, but also the fulfillment of what, you know, the prophecies about Jesus' second coming as well. And this brings me to the the passage about John six thirty eight. It states, For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this morning I was just reflecting on that passage and really thinking like, Wow, like <laughs> like Jesus came down, came down from his throne, you know, in in all his wonder and glory, he came down as the most innocent and vulnerable. And you think about who, like, who are the most vulnerable in our, in our society? It's their babies, you know, like, they're being taken advantage of and aborted and, you know, all these sensitive topics that are, that are going around and a bit pushed aside because it's over talked about. But, you know, like, that's, that's how he came down as, as a babe, as a little baby. Yeah, that had and, to be protected. Yeah, exactly. And it he became relatable. <laughs> so as, as you prepare, as we all prepare hearts and minds for the, for the true meaning of Christmas this week, because it's so easy to be distracted of... Mm-hmm of music and and lights and gifts it's so easy to be distracted by those things but we long to-do lists yeah exactly and we talked a little bit about this last year on one of our tidbits but we need to start focusing on the lights in our hearts and not on just on our trees you know and really Mm -hmm. be reminded of god's promises and what that means is that hope doesn't disappoint us and that's what he wants us to be reminded of so in other words hope is is not just wishful thinking (laughs) it's not wishful thinking 
but it waits and endures. And during those times of despair, or difficult times, that's, that's the word, that's the feeling that and the, the promise that we need to hold, to, to hold on to. Mm-hmm. I uh, was doing my reflection on hope and um, just like went to Wikipedia just to have kind of a secular definition of what it was. And um, mm-hmm. it said to expect with confidence to cherish a desire with anticipation. That's what they define hope as. And also it, it they say on Wikipedia, hope reduces feelings of helplessness increases happiness, reduces stress, and improves our quality of life. And so I think everyone would agree on that. And what does the Christian viewpoint look like? And right. that's directly, like, it, it's the same thing. We just know who it comes from. And yeah. it's given, hope is given to us by God in the form of Jesus Christ as a baby in the womb Mm. that had to be protected. And um, as a baby, he like, literally they had to flee from from a country because they were killing um, the firstborn sons. Yeah, they like they had to flee. Joseph and Mary had to run away Mm -hmm. because um, yeah, they had to protect Jesus. He was the yeah because the Messiah. King, but not the only king that, knew like about Jesus coming. Yeah, so that's yeah that was the purpose of the of wanting to kill the babies, right? Because he didn't want to be dethroned. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that that's like that's our hope was was Jesus as a baby and then his crucifixion and his resurrection and there's there's our hope that even though this life will end and we don't know when it will come there's the resurrection into eternal life and in our masses every mass we go to that we hear the prayer uh, as we wait in joyful hope for the coming of your kingdom and and that's our purpose that's our one grand hope is that we get to heaven so there's there's the christian view of hope and then it also brought me to what was the opposite of hope which is hopelessness whoa right who knew who knew (laughs) And and then that brought me to a time that I was feeling kind of hopeless. Like, I'm sure other people were feeling this way over the pandemic because I knew something wasn't right. Like, within three, four months of this starting. And it just, like, made me really restless and anxious. And, th- like, you wondered what the truth was. And for me to not be able to see my mom, that like rang bells to me. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you trying to separate me from community? 
but yeah. I couldn't see my family. I, that seemed really wrong. Like we're not meant to do that. Yeah. And um, so over that time, it was like really a growing kind of anger um, towards what was going on in the world. And um, yeah, like hopelessness. And because of those emotions, I was like tired. And so it was affecting, it was affecting my energy levels. Mm. And um, it was a tough situation, like a tough few weeks. I recall specifically in November of 2020, yeah, I had just moved into this, our new house. So adjusting to the new house. And um, it was difficult for me in that few weeks in November. Yeah. Then I remember needing help, like feeling like I needed help. And I put the, I don't recall why, but I turned to the miraculous metal and I put it around my neck and that was the only step that I took that day. And then the next week, my aunt sent me an email about Chris Stefanik's Joy Advent Retreat. And it was kind of a Godwin because I decided that this was going to be where I focus my attention every day during Advent. And... That was so awesome because it just was a snowball effect of feeling good. So I felt like working out again. I yeah. felt like praying because Chris Stefanik is so full of joy. That was the focus of the retreat. Yeah. And it was just these tiny two minutes a day that you listened to his words and decided to be joyful. And little by little, I felt inspired to um, do you know, be hopeful again and find hope instead of feeling so down about what was going on in the world. Right. So it's genius. Mother Mary, thank you. <laughs> yes, she is. She's amazing. But just thinking about Chris Stefanik, because I, I had done that. Um, I listened to his, his little videos and read a bit of his book so far, but you know, Advent is four weeks. And what does it take to create a good habit? Isn't it 30 days or 31 days or something like that? So Yeah, the jury usually is 30. Okay, 30. Perfect. So how good is that, that we get this chance to refocus? Totally. And like, and like you said, like, you only took two minutes out of your day. You know to listen about a message of joy <laughs> yeah but it made so much more it's made such an impact for sure for sure it's like what we talked about rewiring as well you know you made that choice yeah to listen to this to to take time to listen to that as well and mm -hmm. it, it gave you hope yes hope is necessary and then to make everything you know go go better in life we have to believe that that it's gonna be better <laughs> exactly it's gonna get better 
That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing. So we're really used to hearing the classic line, peace on earth, that were brought by the angels to the shepherds. And I mean, it's a beautiful line. I love it. But why? Like, why are we so, why is this so important is because Christ is the one who brings us true peace. And these angels, that was the first message they told the, sh- the shepherds. And they weren't talking about the hippie peace that this world talks about, you know. But the inex- unexpected and rich, heavenly peace from the, the one who endured the sufferings of the cross. And like 2, Con- 2 Corinthians 8 9 states as well. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sake, he became poor, so that you, so that you through his poverty, might become rich. Hmm. There's a lot in that. <laughs> yeah, but he's talking about how he came down; he was sent down to become poor, as a little baby, innocent, vulnerable, like we talked about earlier, so that we may become rich the peace of the world offers not the hippie peace that i was talking about but his his rich his richness not the richness monetary value that we know of but the ultimate treasure which is the chance to receive salvation and that's what he's bringing us when he comes down as a baby and he goes through life as a relatable human, still as God, but also as human. So mm-hmm. we need to, to know that godly peace allows us to trust in his promises. And despite the crazy and sometimes, you know, dark, scary world around us, because there's, there's always lots happening around us, that we can hold on to his peace. And and when the second week of Advent rolls around, to be reminded of the of the biblical promises, you know, his inspired word, God's inspired word, and the benefits of practicing this peace. Which for one, <laughs> it guards our hearts from the evil one. Mm-hmm. When you push away the the distractions and the you know, the stress and anxieties of the world that offers which is is many too many to name yeah and he's always talking to us too there's always that voice of doubt in our for head sure and yeah pride and all those vices mm-hmm. that we can choose it's always an option it's always yeah, he's exactly. always there chirping in our ear mm-hmm. and that's, that's the that's the awesome part about having that peace that can push it away more often than yeah and have having those tools right it's like we have this this beautiful book (laughs) the bible who is there to remind us you know to help us to practice peace and how to do that well by reading those messages we'll, we'll be able to to you know read it and meditate and really put that into into place into our lives 
and that will guard our hearts from the evil one. Mm-hmm. Second, it, it's a gift from God, so asking for that peace as well. Um, yeah, how does that look? What, asking for something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like asking and listening and you know we know the answers but sometimes we don't know the answers because it's hard to so it's just like how do we implement this I guess is what I what I want to share with whoever is listening what does it look like in real life yeah well that that varies from person to person for me how i implement that is creating habits like good habits of of reading scripture or having you know like that book of joy in front of me that i can read every morning you know little things that you know that will help you in order to pray so and and like we talked about in last in the last podcast i think the best way to start off by praying if you don't know how or you don't know where to start is just thanksgiving start with thanksgiving you know start a relationship with god you know, you don't start a relationship with anyone by asking for things all the time <laughs> <laughs> so why not because <laughs> it's not gonna last <laughs> just kidding <laughs> yeah right does that make sense Yes, yeah, I think that's a, it's a good, it's a general, I think it's a good general piece of advice, like mm-hmm. just to keep striving to get to know yourself on what you need to, to seek more peace and seek more joy and seek right. more hope. Put in these little things in the morning when you wake up, put yeah. in, put it in your meal times. Put it in your evening routine. These little reminders of of whether it's jewelry or a little nightside nighttime prayer, you know. Mm. I think those are that's a a good way to implement. uh, Yeah, there's there's definitely effort that needs to be on our side of things. Yeah, just like any relationship. Because who wants to be in a like in a friendship or relationship that the other person doesn't really make an effort? You know that's hard. And and yeah. our father, you know, he's he's perfect and merciful and and wants wants to get to know us and wants to help us. He wants to be there for us. So that's why it's important to do those things and and not to be scared to ask for the gift of peace or the gift of hope or you know like for anything because he wants you to be in that state (laughs) yeah he wants good for us and so there's no harm in asking but we also need to be reminded for that gratitude um and the other one like with with all this practicing it'll naturally bring bring you joy bring us joy and we'll talk about that more in the next episode um with the two other candles being lit and the last one is is one of my favorites because it it can really help you be
be in a tranquil tranquil state during difficult moments and i've i've lived you know difficult moments where I've, i haven't felt peace either because of i've allowed the people surrounding me like embracing their um emotions in a way oh, and yeah. shaking my own state of peace but i've also lived <laughs> um experiences where you know god gave me those graces and i was able you know to live difficult moments in a peaceful state and even in a joyful state without even noticing and looking back and being like wow like that was that was truly a gift right so where this is taking me right now is this idea that uh because other people's scenarios often affect us um a lot of the culture now is like get rid of them <laughs> like don't go around that yeah but really um maybe maybe we have to strive to be a little more unshaken mm-hmm. so that we can be there for others and i i believe that there's certain certainly boundaries that need to be right. so like established to to keep your peace and and you know like so that you're doing well well yeah because christ did that too right he went up into the mountains alone <laughs> right sometimes yeah. and took that time so it's natural for us as well to follow that example yeah but also to be unshaken when we're ready to be yes. down with the people. Yes. That we take our time up in the mountain and and then when we come back down or when we're around those who are in need. We stand that, strong. Uh, we stand strong, yes. <laughs> Ephesians 6.10. <laughs> Yeah, it actually, there's another Bible passage that, that talks about what you just mentioned about not being shaken. And it, it I guess, yeah, it brings back to that message of, of hope as well, kind of hand in hand, um, where, it, where it endures and it withstands difficult times. And so during, during those moments where you're being different, <laughs> You're being different, which could um, kind of tweak or bring curiosity, I should say, to others. Yeah. Being like, man, how come this person seems so at peace with, with what's happening with the world? While like I feel like there's fire next to me. I do love fires, bonfires, but not the <laughs> one that you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> And we did have some this past weekend because it was so beautiful out. Tell us, uh, tell us about your bonfires. Well, it was a lasting bonfire all uh, Saturday. Nice. Starting the afternoon till I won't tell you what time. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Had a lovely time. Gotta uh, love the fire. It's so calming. It is. The crackle, the colors the flames yeah just beautiful well obviously who doesn't love to be to have peace within mm-hmm. and around them so i'm going to say peace be with you 
Um, so when I think of peace and hope, um, well, I, I think of the image of the beautiful, pure white dove surrounded with the rays of lights, mm-hmm. um, which reminds me then of the Holy Spirit that brings so much peacefulness and hopefulness. Um, I guess... I have been continuously praying for hope and peace in my heart for a long little while. (laughs) Um, Peace of heart and mind to help pass, you know, stressful times, stressful season. Um, I feel like I'm going through more so, well, it's been a while, but it's a different kind of stressful season now and I'm I just it seems to release and ease constant um, discomfort uh, when I pray for hope and peace and every other virtue um, and it's very soothing I don't know mm-hmm. about you if that you have the same feelings yeah like like I had mentioned earlier with that advent retreat it it was a slow transition from that feeling of hopelessness that like the world was in such chaos and I mm-hmm. like I couldn't do anything about it. But with the messaging, with, with praying and asking, like you said, for those virtues, it seemed yeah. to do a 360 in my heart and in my mind isn't it incredible I feel like it really is it sounds sometimes impossible but trust me it it works (laughs) it's life it's life-saving honestly Um, so I don't know if we want to go much longer um so I feel that I'm ever so hopeful for new beginnings of peace. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel very much that there's, as Jesus said, that the light will overcome darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The light <laughs> of a single candle will light up the darkness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kira was asking for the song "I'm Gonna Let It Shine" Aww. today, <laughs> and it's like in the song they say, "Don't let Satan blow it out." <laughs> That's right. Keep it lit. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Yes. Come on, let's go together. Sis. Let it shine. that should be the song we sing for for the christmas season this year we will the lights lighting up the darkness stay tuned for our first hit (laughs) yeah we have a few actually do you remember a couple podcasts ago yes that's right what was that one i don't I don't remember exactly, but we'll have to listen back and we'll and we'll we'll release our mixtape 
We'll go into the studio soon. Yeah. I'm serious. Feeling very hopeful and peaceful at the moment with all that we've talked about. Yeah. It's nice, like Anissa said at the beginning, to have that pillar of the week, that that theme of the week to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So this week we have our hope and uh, peace next week. So we hope that you find peace in the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you have any intentions, please reach out. And God bless you today and always. And remember, embrace the sweat. Peace. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening. We feel so grateful to have your support. We have been working to provide this community with various events, including our favorite women's nights. If you are interested in joining us, please reach out to see when our next event is happening. And if you feel called to support our mission, visit our website store at www.sweatysaints.ca. Thanks again. God bless.